Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. We're going to spend this episode focusing on my dear friend, John. Why, oh, thank you, Crystal. So, John, thanks for coming. Of course. So, we, uh, we're, we're going to get right into it. John, give us your program notes. Program notes. I am John Seligman. As mentioned earlier, uh, I teach down uh, at Casillas Elementary down in Chula Vista. It's just a little bit east of the 8 to 5. Um, I teach, I've been teaching general music um, as well as after school choirs. And my second year, I taught, started teaching a concert band during school hours thanks to the VH1 Save the Music grant. Um, and every year I try to implement something different. Ukuleles last year, this year finally got orphan instruments, which is nice. Yay! Uh, wow. Made a huge difference. Uh, bucket drumming for life as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So when you first got your job at Casillas, did you have any instruments? Um, there were some boom whackers in the shed. Okay. <laughs> yes. But that's what we were working with. How long was that the situation? That was a situation for... I had the PTA. The PTA was kind enough to fund uh, a bunch of recorders. So I had third and fourth grade use that. Um, I also bought a bunch of buck. Well, not bought, actually donated from Home Depot, uh, a bunch of buckets and a few trash cans as well. So try to create a bucket drumming situation going on. Okay. But that was it for the entire first year. Um, yeah. Great. Hey, side note on buckets. So when I first got my job at Juarez Lincoln, mm -hmm. um, I had a substitute teacher who was really excited about music class. Um, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, but <laughs> Still he, don't? Uh, no, I met him. Um, okay. He really enjoyed substitute teaching for music. Cool. His night job is the janitor for Chick-fil-A. And he told me that if I needed more buckets, because he saw my pile of buckets, that's what pickles come in at wow. Chick-fil-A. Okay. And so they just have um, the buckets. So he saved them for me. They smell like pickles. <laughs> Naturally. So I spent a good week spreading them out in the garden, um, the buckets, and bleaching them and letting them sit in the sun. Uh, but hey, side tip for anybody who needs some buckets for bucket okay. drumming, as long as you're okay with deep pickle scenting them, you can get yourself some buckets from Chick-fil-A. So. Home Depot is pretty decent. I mean, they're About not being sponsored them. by any means, but in the same sense, they're pretty yeah. decent as far as giving um, items if you ask for it. I asked really? for the buckets okay. and also trash cans, but the thing is, they helped your school out because um, yeah. they built the garden and such yeah. that, that same year, and so that specific Home Depot says, hey, we can give you buckets, trash cans, we can give you a couple, but um, yeah. That's really cool. So did you write them a letter or did you just show up? I wrote, I had a letter from my principal and okay. they just had them look Okay, at it there you go. Wow. Go ask Home Depot and then you don't have to de-pickle scent your buckets. Or you can get the pickle buckets as well and place that on them. Okay. This is going in a bad direction, so <laughs> okay. I'm going to Really sorry, I completely derailed your story. No okay, fine. so let's go back to John. Okay, so you've been at, you've been at Casillas for a few years now, and That's, we were just saying this is year. your four. Yeah. yeah, have you been full-time the whole time? I have been blessed by uh, this is my fourth year full-time, yes. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I, so a funny story, actually, before... Um, uh, when I was hired at Casillas, I had the choice between choosing that place or actually being split between two schools. I was entirely ignorant of the fact how difficult having two schools were. Those two right. schools had the VH1 Save the Music grant already. Mm. And so I was debating whether or not to choose those two schools or choose Casillas. But 
the community of Casillas really drew me in, and I'm glad because also it's full time. Okay, it's just right split. Yeah, definitely. No, mm-hmm. uh, one full time school totally better. So how um, how long was it until you got the VH1 Save the Music grant? The following year, okay, we got the VH1 Save the Music grant. And actually, um, that's the reason why my principal at the time. Uh, had me full-time. We have two other VAPA teachers for art and also dance, but I'm the only full-time VAPA teacher there because the VH1 Save Me's grant requires mm-hmm. having a full-time teacher there. full-time. So she how planned neat that. that. You ha- how neat that you had that before. Definitely. Yeah, that's really neat that you had a, a principal who was on board with that vision and ready to lead into it. So tell me about your kids. What are your kids at Casillas like? What are they like? Yeah, what are their backgrounds, socioeconomic, um, you know, we have makeup? A, it's an interesting... Um, we are a Title I school, okay. but not a fully Title I school. I don't know how that works exactly. There's some sort of mathematical ratio that they plug in numbers and such. But um, yeah, we definitely have students of lower income. We also have students that are of um, better off income. It's a weird mix. We also have naval kids that come in and out. We are also an overflow school. We're also a, a school that the numbers get smaller and smaller every year, okay. which is really, really affects because like, I love the school on that, but in the same sense, there, unless something changes, I want this place to grow because it's a great community. But in the same sense, the student numbers are not increasing yet. Mm-hmm. So that's a concern in my head. And that that affects your funding. Affects my funding. Mm-hmm. It also because we try to increase the numbers by being an overflow, overflow school. That also affects the, the community because you have people mm-hmm. coming in for maybe four months, mm-hmm. maybe for a year, and then they leave. It, it's. It's an interesting situation as far as that goes. Do you know what your percentage of free and reduced lunch is? I had to write that down for my VH1 Safety Music. Yeah. Uh, I th- Yeah, I don't have that. I won't hold you to it. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. But there, but it's a good chunk, I'm sure. It is a yeah. decent chunk, that's okay. for sure. All right. So um, what, what have you found? I know that, like the rest of us, you have gone in um, where there was no music program to begin with and you are building from the ground up. So mm-hmm. tell me about changing the culture of your school. How are things different than when you first walked in the door to your first group of kids? So Casillas had introdu- had an introduction to music. Um, uh, Maya Diaz was actually at my school site, um, mm. only teaching third grade. I forget, what, was that Opus, was it? Or was that like CINI, SDYS? Yeah, I think it was Opus. Okay, so yeah, she was at my school site for one year just for third grade. And like, so they've had music there. Also, um, one of our former first grade teachers, when she first started at the inception of Casillas back in 1998, she was the music teacher there initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very, it's a very different aspect. It was more so just the philosophy was very, it was very different. Mm-hmm. So and you said Opus was there, Maya, right? Maya, Maya yes, mm-hmm. or Maya Kino at the time. But yeah. Oh wow. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so some students actually still remember her. Uh, yeah, wow. Still left that impact. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, how how have things changed? How how have you noticed the culture begin to shift as you've been building a full time music program for the first time? You know that the school has had had a, a full time music person. I don't think it's shifted so much as far as the the staff goes. The okay. staff have been hugely supportive, which I'm deeply appreciative. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing for sure, I think there's. An understanding of expectation, understanding of trust that's mm-hmm. been developed over the past four years. Like um, in the previous episode, Mark was talking about how um, his st- uh, the older students they were you know they were there when Mark was part time, mm-hmm. and it was different now that he's full time. Similarly, over here, um, 
these students that were that are sixth graders currently, they were th um, they've only had me since they were in third grade, as opposed to the fourth graders that have me since first grade. So the the expectation, understanding, and the love for music um, is mm -hmm. definitely much more predominant with those who have been with me in the, since the beginning. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Kind of jump in because Go when it, I was at your school, mm -hmm. Casillas, for the collaborative concert, and right. I hope we like talk about that a little bit more. I'm sure yeah, we will. definitely. Um, that was one of the things that I noticed was the trust amongst your staff. I remember we were setting up before, um, and it was the last week before we all went on spring break. So like very tired teacher feel on campus, but you had worked it out with every, like, I don't know how many classrooms, maybe 10. There were 11 schools, so 10 classes. 10 classrooms. Yes. So you had worked it out with all those classroom teachers to ask them to mm -hmm. for us to use their classrooms after hours. And I really don't think that without that trust, you would have been able to do that. So Very much so. Yeah. I, it wasn't so much an uphill battle to gain it, though. I think that's just a, a testament to the community of Casillas. Maybe it's a testament to what I've done. I don't know. And you, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like you. I mean, yeah. I know they like me. Yeah. I just, it was never an uphill <laughs> battle. I, maybe it's just the work I've placed into it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. definitely saw, like, what you are adding to their community was something really special. And, you know, even though they weren't necessarily there for the concert, they were like, okay, me doing this one thing will help mm -hmm. you yeah. visual or realize that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I look in like online sometimes with the groups saying, you know, the staff don't show up. On Facebook, like the music exactly. teacher support groups on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I, am, I, I, I want to empathize, but in the same sense, I'm really... Mm -hmm. really happy the fact that I have a lot of staff that like half this not half a good portion of the staff were, was at that that's right they were yeah yeah, yeah. and your principal principal's there as well yeah. yeah so we're we're getting into development here okay so I do want to come back to the collaborative concert um and we'll get there but you've had a couple of things happen uh that not all of us can relate to so <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit you have your choir yes so first of all tell me about your choir and how you've built that okay um mm -hmm. first off I guess that goes back to I don't know my first not I've, so I guess I started initially. I started initially mm -hmm. as when I grow, was growing up with music. Um, start with a band. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until actually uh, my last year in, in high school that mm -hmm. I jumped into choir. Um, but I feel like despite the fact that I have such a longer history of band, mm -hmm. choir has stuck with me much longer. Okay. Um, and so when I was What's your instrument? What's your band instrument? My band instrument. Um, in fourth grade, I picked up the flute. Okay. Yeah. I did flute, and then I left the flute, and I picked a it up. A flautist. A flautist, or flutist, depending on what language, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I live with it. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm, we'll probably get emailed about it, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or a fluter, as you I guys like to can throw at people. A fluter. <laughs> a fluter, yeah. Even better. Just to annoy people. Um, <laughs> you never get flutey? Flutey, never heard of that. Oh. No. Oh, Is thanks that for starting that, though, Zoe. I appreciate that. was the that. thing where I grew up. Flutey. Mm. Flutey. Never heard yeah. that. Is that like a positive statement or an, it's just a, a negative or just is? I don't know, just, John. Do you want to be a flutie? No. Okay. I'm, I'm moving on from that statement. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it wasn't. I, um, I did band throughout from seventh grade all the way to the end of high school. Okay. I loved it. Um, did you march? I did not march. I actually went you to a performing arts school that had no sports. 
Okay. So no marching band. No need for marching band. And that really affected my perception of band as mm. well. It had to be very much just, it was almost choral-like actually because it didn't have mm -hmm. that like militaristic aspect of mm -hmm. marching band. Mm -hmm. It and the, band, the concert band uh, really just had a sense of where is the emotion? Push it. Um, my band director was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was uh, phenomenal. How so? Tell me. She had the fire of four gods. <laughs> what was yeah. her name? Her name is Tamara Page. Uh, she taught at SCPA. Um, she left for that a little bit. That is San Diego School, School of, of Creative and Performing Arts. Yes. Um, she left for a bit and now she's back. Okay. This is her first year, uh, full-time year back. Mm -hmm. And she just is such a passionate woman. She And I always... I don't want to say I aspire to have her... I, I, she is her own person, but... She has such a drive that even if you want to play better, just mm -hmm. because she pushes her kids that much. Um, Do you have a specific memory of her? Oh, gosh. Pushing you to be better? <laughs> um, like, I don't know. There's not one isolated moment. It was constantly just when she conducted, there was, there was, passion is the only way to put it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like an overrated word, but it's also an important word. Like, as she conducts, it's not just keeping the beat. Mm -hmm. It is very much, just like, she, I remember one time she just drops it. Like, I'm not moving my arms just for you to play like that. Mm -hmm. And, but you yeah. wanted to be better. You want to be better. You yeah. want to be better. At least for me, also, I just want to be better in general. Mm -hmm. But she would turn sometimes the scum of the earth into great musicians. Um, and yeah, there's really, uh, and people didn't pursue music afterwards, but still she placed that fire in them nonetheless, mm -hmm. even after they left. And I think that's one thing I try to take away from, uh, as a music educator, I don't expect my students to become great musicians by any means necessarily. If they do, great. But I want them to have whatever, I, I want to at least transfer, um, uh, transfer I guess the passion of music or the passion of just humanity into them and mm -hmm. that's kind of what Miss uh, what Tamara Page did yeah, yeah. that's so really cool yeah what's your first memory of having music in school fourth grade I chose the flute because someone said it's because it's it's just like playing the piano and as far as concert pitch goes yes hmm. that's about it mm -hmm. in my opinion that's an interesting thing to say yeah mm -hmm. it was I mean I don't know I was, I was a third grader just listening and just oh okay and chose, I, I chose the flute and I just couldn't make a sound out of it I just couldn't and the, it's my, not easy it's not no. easy no and as a music educator now and now that I teach band I understand being on the other side mm -hmm. how difficult it is to push kids and help encourage kids to play and such and he was only there I think once a week he jumped uh, to different schools pretty sure and so by the time I had to, he was doing um, testing and I had to play it wasn't hot cross buttons it was something else <laughs> one of those <laughs> other lightly related thing it was and I just I couldn't do it Hmm. And I, I left band. I dropped out. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And you rejoined in high school? I rejoined middle school. Yeah. Middle school. Mm -hmm. Seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. Because that's when SCPA starts. Mm, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was a six through 12 school. Yeah. Wow. Small school. Interesting. So when did you join choir? So um, in 11th grade, I was doing AP Music Theory. Okay. Because I'm a nerd and I love it. And um, my advanced choir was losing all their bases but one. And so they wanted to get people who knew how to read music. That was more important. Um, plus it's bass, it's just one five pretty much. Uh, mm -hmm. But the advanced choir was looking for basses. So they asked all the students in, in AP Music Theory to audition. 
And the thing was, um, I was apprehensive about voice for a while, uh, but in 2010, when I was in 10th grade, uh, I joined a band with my brother and some friends, just a, a little small rock band. And that helped encourage me to sing because I sing back for that. Mm -hmm. And so when I took music theory and then I was asked to join choir, I was like, you know what? I'll try it out. Like, I, or, you know, again, earlier I had these apprehensions, but you know, I'll, I'll try this. Mm -hmm. um, and I fell in love with it. And it was the advanced group. We toured in Boston, mm -hmm. um, one sweepstakes. And... Uh, yeah, and so I just really enjoyed singing after that. Um, in college then, uh, I joined our chamber choir, and the band was just at a bad time for me, so I didn't mm -hmm. play my first year. Um, my second year, I tried coming into it, but it was just, I, I lost interest, mm -hmm. at the time at least. So, choir became my forte, and then I trans... And so when I came to Casillas, going back to the original question, yes, uh, when I went to Casillas... Uh, they asked me what my strengths are. And so I said, choir, the principal says, awesome, we want you to create a choir then. Um, and so she kind of, the principal was very, you know, she had a vision. Um, mm -hmm. She was only there for one year, funny thing. But um, she had a vision. And so I created uh, three choirs. Okay. Grades one, two, grades three, four, grades five, six choir. Um, and that was a learning experience. Me, I think, you know, being a first year teacher was a learning experience mm -hmm. <laughs> overall. But, um, yeah, uh, creating, I, I had to change that the next year. I decided to just change it to just lower grade, upper grade, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so the Casillas Choir is kind of famous now. They are famous. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because you've had some guests. That's right. Can you tell us about this guest? So um, I, was I was talking with Lauren and she found out that I'm a huge fan by over two things. Pause. Lauren is our visual and performing arts coordinator at the district office. Continue. Thank you for clarifying. Mm -hmm. um, so she found out I was a fanboy of two things. Mm -hmm. One Nintendo, two Switchfoot. <laughs> and so Switchfoot works really closely with the VH1 Save Music um, Foundation. And since my school became a VH1 Save Music school, um, they, uh, and also like I decided that same year to, for some reason, decide, you know what, I'm gonna have them learn a song off their new album, Float. And so, Lauren said, you should record, the, uh, you should record them singing. I did, and then they performed over at, um, they came to Rogers Elementary, and you know, they were, you know, Switchfoot came. Switchfoot, thank you, mm -hmm. Switchfoot wow. came to Rogers Elementary, and Lauren says, hey, come. <laughs> and wow. so, okay. And I thought I was just gonna be handshake, and Lauren says, you should, and Lauren said, we were talking about maybe having some collaborative stuff, ideas, and immediately I start freaking out. Because mm -hmm. like, I've <laughs> met the guys at you know, meet and greets like twice, and it's like, okay, I can be professional to some extent. <laughs> uh -huh. But when Before you, you start fangirling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the thing is like, when um, she mentioned that, I, I lost all thought of what's going on. They come, I show them the video, we talk and they say yeah we would love Whoa. to have this you know we would love to just surprise the kids and so there's kind of like i'm i start talking to their management and also the people in charge of bro am bro am's a, a event that switchfoot holds every year at the beach mixture of surfing and music and so um i was talking to the coordinator uh and then in the April, or this is May actually, it was in May of 2016, 
they come and surprise my kids. Wow. Um, my students, I'm surprised how they kept the repose during that whole session. And then after they're done singing, uh, so they're singing in the middle of the song or right where the bridge comes in, the group come, just walks and just kind of surprise mm-hmm. and starts playing, you know, their, their drums, their guitars and all that jazz, uh, except it's not jazz, it's rock. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, after they're done, one of my students just starts crying. Aww. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh. Um, and, and so uh, they invite all my sixth grade, um, sixth graders that are getting promoted to sing on stage with them. Aww. And so um, that summer was a busy summer <laughs> yeah. for the best of reasons. Not just, at, uh, not just did we perform at the Broham, we also performed at a, an airport event so that I can actually, I was able to pull in some fourth grade, fifth graders as well to have them be a part of it, mm-hmm. as well as the, uh, the promotional event as well. But the cool thing during the Broham, walking on stage, and then I see thousands, mm-hmm. wow. maybe tens of thousands, I'm not sure. Well, at least streaming online, definitely tens of thousands. It's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. If it's I'm, a huge event. It's a huge event, yeah. yeah. And if I'm feeling this way, I can't imagine how my kids are feeling oh, this way. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm again a fanboy, but <laughs> I definitely, you know, I was definitely, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did it? Um, how did it affect your your choir um, as far as growth or retention or excitement? What do you want to say about that? Um, did it at there all? There was definitely a spike. Okay. Of people who of came. Of interest. Of interest. And mm-hmm. then also, of course, just as they really, you know, realized, oh, we're not going to Bro-Am this year. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know, this isn't like a yearly thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's another thing also. I uh, I have my choirs work throughout the mm-hmm. entire year. Okay. And the students, my school is a very sports-heavy school. Mm-hmm. They're used to seasons. They're used to, okay, football mm-hmm. plays in the, in the winter basketballs in the spring mm-hmm. soccer's in the summer you know and they're used to that choir never ends choir never ends mm-hmm. band yeah. never ends and like the attrition definitely accrues over time mm-hmm. and so you know because of that because of excitement because of xyz because of kid drama all that jazz like there are people who left but like that there was definitely a bigger interest but also i think maybe that's where the trust also um, mm. kicked in not just from the students mm-hmm. but also from the staff as well like mr seligman's legit this yeah this is yeah. this is not just we sing along and like mm-hmm. um just yeah just do music on the side this is we're aiming towards something we're trying we have a goal mm-hmm. in mind and so maybe that's where the trust i don't know that's really neat so let's get into crescendo here Okay. A new section. A new section. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes, so I thought we might as well make it okay. official. Give me, give me something. Um, give me a good kid story. Good do you think? Uh, do you think of a particular little face um, and story with something that is that has uh, left an impression on you as an educator, uh, uh, somebody that you've seen changed through your music program? I don't think it's limited to one situation, mm-hmm. um, but one thing that I love is when my former students come in during choir and just sit in. Mm-hmm. They just sit in and they don't sing along necessarily, but they understand this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. It's a space that can just be. Sometimes after rehearsal, they just chat with me. And they help me clean up. Sometimes these are former students that could be, you know, on TikTok making videos or etc. But they're just there. And um, again, I mentioned this earlier. I really try to, yeah, I would love if they could continue music. Mm-hmm. I recognize that's not going to happen necessarily, but the fact that they're affected by it, the fact they're affected by the community that was built, 
at the music program at Casillas just reminds me of all the good that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something here. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, like, as the, the year rolls along, like, to just be drawn, especially during right now. Right now it's May. And testing, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, it's April. It's not even May yet. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Um, but two more days. <sighs> yeah, two more days. But, like, testing season has occurred. Students are just just drained it's the first day of testing season for sixth graders only and they are drained mm-hmm. and i am drained in part as well like because trying to gra- get my uh, my students to sing to you know be a part and to express themselves it's difficult during the season and it's easy for me to just wonder what am i doing mm-hmm. and having kids come back having kids just chat having kids just understand that what this space was it's uplifting mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's really neat. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what does a successful music program look like to you? How do you define success? Well, Webster's. <laughs> uh, I always love it when people bring that in speeches. Um, why Webster's? Oxford English. Come on. Um, what is a successful program? I think I've hit on it several times already in this little trilogue. Oh, um, big word. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing <laughs> Greek together. Mr. Oxford. I love words. Yeah. I love words. That's okay. Um, yeah. One of the things I mentioned several times today is really just a successful music program. It's not so much skill, though. That's important, and it's not so much happy faces, even though that's important too. Are the eight kids able to feel safe enough to express themselves? Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? One of the things that... So this year right now, um, my students are working on a piece called Saturn by Sleeping at Last. And uh, recently, one of our sixth grade teachers passed away. And that was really hard for kids. And what was uh, fascinating, we had psychologists on site. Because mm-hmm. it happened after the school year started. During the school yeah. year, yes. Mm-hmm. And so we had psychologists on site for anyone, any student who wants to talk or even teachers who want to talk. None of the kids in that class went. Mm-hmm. Um, and this cohort is very resilient, but they have a difficulty of expressing themselves um, in healthy ways. I don't know, sixth graders. Uh, but I decided, you know what, this piece is important for the kids to sing. It's, it's a very heavy piece. Um, and but it's an important piece nonetheless and so uh, it's I don't try to lighten the blows mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that as they sing the song actually you no know, I've heard this actually as we started singing the song one of the fifth graders said you know what and she, she was crying at the end because she was you know the words um, pertain to the situation but she was crying at the end and she says it's a, cry, it's just a crying of healing I feel like mm-hmm. and if the students are able to express themselves during this time of development and if you have the freedom to express themselves, then maybe that's that's success. That's maybe. powerful. That is powerful. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, John. Thanks for telling your story. Of course. I'm excited to see where Casillas goes. We were talking um, in between um, before, before we hit the record button uh, and you were saying... Uh, you know, we've, we've been saying all along that it takes five years to, to really shift a culture and next year is going to be year five next for you full time at your site. And I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see it. 
It's so. it's really um, so. My goal has always been like, I want to stay at Casillas at least until my kindergartners get promoted to seventh grade. Mm-hmm. They're third graders right now, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to see the the shift. Like sixth graders, where they're at, fifth graders are more have bought, have bought into music more. Fourth graders hugely sold. Mm-hmm. Third graders. They're not fourth graders yet. The cognitive ability there is not fully there yet. Mm-hmm. But they are, they understand the culture. Well, well yeah, they just think music class is what you do. It's what you do. Yeah. It's, it's, There's it, no question. They were, <laughs> yeah, they came to school understanding this They've is what They've been in the soup. <laughs> the <laughs> the whole okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, again, thank you. Of course. Um, Thanks, I think John. I think we're going to end on our spiccato round. Have you, do you have some questions? Ooh, I have a couple. Well, you know, heaven. Mark isn't here today and he's been leading the last couple, mm-hmm. but I have a couple in mind. Yeah. Okay. So, um, shall we? Let's yeah. commence. You want me like this? Yeah. Here okay. we go. Spiccato. Curtains or blinds? Curtains. Curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... One you of know, these I've, days, I've John's going to no. understand spiccato. No, no, I, I understand it. It doesn't mean I align with it. I understand it cognitively. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, th- I guess also, I come like right now, I'm having a huge issue. We moved our TV at my, my house, and like the TV is it's perfect in place, except for the fact that the sunlight's exposing to it. We have blinds mm. that just are not doing it. So we just. So curtains. Makeshift curtains. I like curtains because they're so decorative. They look good. That's true. They do. They look good. They're pretty. I'm sold. Curtains. Yeah. Um. The ones that are hanging right behind our heads. Um, it took five tries to get these right. So I hope you appreciate them. Yeah. Um, okay. They're pretty. <laughs> Thanks, Zoe. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk vacations. Vacation or trip? Because there is a difference. Could you expound? Okay. Vacation is you chill. You got a <laughs> drink in your hand. You're lounging by the pool. Trip. You see all the sights. Would you rather take a vacation or a trip? Trip. Vacation. Vacation all the way. I need vacations. I love trips. <laughs> but my last trip, I'm so drained. I need a vacation. There you go. I need a vacation to recover from my vacation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, beach or forest? Forest. Interesting, San Diego forest. girl. Forest. Forest. Really? Yes. Okay. Beach all the way. I went to Point Loma. And yeah. yet forest. I love mountains. Fascinating. I, I do appreciate the mountains. I think they're beautiful. That's another round we could do. Yeah, it's it, that's true. <laughs> I love that. I hear you. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay, um, let's go jazz or rock. Aren't they like just siblings, or rather, it's no? You have to pick. I'm choosing rock. I'm, I can I do folk. Can I just choose part three? <laughs> no, there's no rock. There's no third option here. Jazz, jazz. Okay, good. Okay, guys, this one's for real. Pasta or pizza? Pizza. I'm that's just pizza. Yeah, same. Okay. Pasta is, is like you know versatile, but in the end, in the it's end, it's just pasta unless it's homemade in Italy. Yeah. I had Italian pasta mm-hmm. in Switzerland, and oh. he like the guy refused to speak to us in French. Uh huh. It was only Italian. It's like okay, broski, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Good story, John. Good story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so John is bringing us our song of the week. Round of the week. Song of the week is Mr. Moon. It's uh, And also mixed in with the Battered Elm. So they're two different songs, kind of like a partner song, I guess. Um, and I had my choir sing it the past 
well actually singing last year for our collaborative concert that was the first time we had a collaborative concert stay tuned we'll talk more about that another time so mr moon um yeah all right mr i like it Mr. Moon, Mr. Moon, you're out too soon. The sun is still in the sky. Go back to your bed and cover up your head and wait till the day goes by. From out the battered elm tree, the owl cries out, who's there? And from the distant forest, the cuckoo answers clear. Mr. Moon, Mr. Moon, you're out too soon. The sun is still in the sky. Go back to your bed and cover up your head and wait till the day goes by. From Mr. Moon, Mr. Moon, you're out too soon. The sun is still in the sky. Go back to your bed and cover up your head and wait till the day goes by. From out of battered elm tree, the song cries out, who's there? And from the distant chorus, from out the battered elm tree, the owl cries out, who's there? And from the distant forest, the cuckoo answers clear. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a wonderful week making music. And uh, Crystal, where can oh, we find you? I always do that. You can find me on Twitter at FinneyVapa, F-I-N-N-E-Y-V-A-P-A, or at www.crystalpridmore.com. Um, you can find me at Twitter uh, at Mr. Seligman. That's M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. I'm on Twitter at Ms. Kumagai, at M-S-K-U-M-A-G-A-I. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com. 